Hello and welcome to the Your Holistic Earth podcast. My name is Kimberly Carson Richards and I am your host for this episode. I am so excited today. We have Jen Goodfriend here to talk to you about how she helps people with people pleasing. This is going to be a good episode. Stick around. But first, let me tell you more about Your Holistic Earth. Your Holistic Earth is the bridge that connects you to your local and national experts in the field of holistic medicine and wellness. In these episodes, we bring you experts that are going to help you to be healthier and have an increased sense of well-being. So stick around. I know this episode is going to be good. Jen is a hypnotherapist and empowerment coach, and she's on a mission to help ambitious, people-pleasing women put themselves first, say no without guilt, oh, I love that, and set fierce boundaries to manifest the time, money, and happiness they truly desire. Oh, this is going to be so good. Jen, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited that you are here. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. So let's, I love digging in with like just a really great meaty question. So tell the viewers more about how you help people and really specifically your modality of hypnotherapy, because I find it so intriguing. So let's, let's dig in. Yeah. So as you said, I help people pleasers. So as a former people pleaser myself, I know the toll that it can take on people's body. We say yes to everyone. We have that fear of, well, if I say no, people won't like me or what am I going to lose? Or people aren't going to be happy with me. So we're in this perpetual mode of, well, if I say yes, they'll like me. If I say yes, everything will be okay. But the problem is, is every time we say yes to somebody else, we're saying no to ourselves. And like me, you can only do so much in a day until your body starts saying, uh-uh, I've had enough. And mine led me to putting myself in the hospital. I literally passed out while getting x-rays one day because my body said, uh-uh, you're done. And I literally passed out cold, hit my head, got a concussion, and that was my wake-up call. So my ambition and my goal in life is to help women see that you don't have to put everyone else first. You don't have to be a people pleaser to be loved and accepted. And you're actually going to be better off if you put yourself first. And then you're going to attract the right people into your life. You're going to have more time. You're going to have more energy. And you're going to have more money because you're going to put yourself first. You're going to put your business first, your priorities first, your career first, and your happiness. And ultimately, that's what, you know, that's what life's all about. And so I do that through a combination of coaching and hypnotherapy. And the reason the hypnotherapy is because it changed my life. I was on this hamster wheel of personal development books and counseling and all these other tools that were supposed to help me feel better and get over things and be a better person. And it felt like I would take three steps forward and five back. And it was this constant cycle until I did my first hypnotherapy session. And it was like, I took 10 steps forward and none back. And I was like, Oh my God, what, what the hell just happened to me? I've been working on this for years and I haven't had this progress. And I do one simple hypnotherapy session and boom, I've got this massive results in such a short period of time. Yes. I love it. And I, so I've, your story resonates with me so much. I have to share like a year ago, I was the say yes to everything person. And um, you know, our business was quite busy and my, and it was my health. I actually, so I actually suffered a brain bleed, although they don't really know why I honestly believe it was because I wasn't listening to my body and I, I was pushing so hard and saying yes to everything. And it was a big wake up call. And I think, and I think you're right. Like I would hate for other people to have that type of wake up call, but often we do, right. We push so hard until, until your body is like, <laughs> no more. We're going to slam down the hammer. So 
Um, I, I'm intrigued that, you know, what would you say, um, because hypnotherapy, if people aren't, now I've worked with a couple of hypnotherapists, so I, I love it and I fully endorse it. But what would you say are some common myths and misconceptions that people might have about it or how it might be able to help them? Yeah, so one of the biggest conceptions people hear is, well, aren't you going to put in, like information in my mind that I don't know? So they feel like, well, I'm completely out of it and I don't know what you can be saying to me. You could be putting these, like one guy, he said to me, well, what if you tell me to send you $1,000? And I'm like, well, it, it doesn't work that way. You're not asleep. And that's the thing. In hypnotherapy, you are just accessing the subconscious portion of your brain. It's just like a different part of the brain. But during the session, you are completely awake. You are completely aware. I'm talking to you. I'm asking you questions. We're, you know, reliving scenes. We're working through things and you know exactly what's going on. And the thing is, is even in hypnosis, there's still such thing as free will. So I can't make you do anything you don't want to do. Like, a lot of people look at the stage show hypnosis and they think, oh, but I don't want you to make me cluck like a chicken. And I love using that example because I was that person on the stage once clucking like a chicken because I thought it was hilarious in college. But the thing is, is if you're already someone who would say do something like that, or if you're willing to get up on a stage in one of those shows, it's because you're willing to do those things. You know that that could happen. And it's the same thing with hypnotherapy is you still have free will. You are still in control of your thoughts and feelings, but with hypnosis, you're able to unlock beliefs and change your thought patterns in such a quick and profound way. It, I tell people it's like affirmations on steroids. Instead of saying that same affirmation over and over again for months and hoping it sticks, we're going right into the subconscious where you actually create your beliefs and where I call it like your computer. That's where all your beliefs, that's where your hard drive is. So we're going to go into your hard drive. We're going to uncover what beliefs you currently have that are in contrast to what you want. And I call them conflicting beliefs. So if you want more money and in your mind, you're saying, I don't deserve money or money doesn't grow on trees or money isn't available to me. You know what? Your mind is always going to win. So until we go in and remove that belief and then put the new belief in of I'm wealthy, I'm happy, I'm successful, you'll never truly have what you want outside world. So yeah, so it's just like affirmations, it's accessing a different part of your brain, and you really do have free will. You can say, I don't want that belief, I don't believe that, and you only keep what it is that you truly desire. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most interesting things about hypnotherapy that was my personal experience was that it cleared things I wasn't even aware were going on. And it's so hard to describe to another person when you just come out the other side and you're like, I just feel so much better because something's gone, but I can't tell you what was gone because a limiting belief is so hard to define. Right. And I think that's why for a lot of people, it's like this idea of like the subconscious mind and the thought that a, like an idea can be so deeply planted, but that it actually stops you from like doing the things you want to do and achieving the things you want to do. And it manifests in so many different ways. So let's, for people that haven't heard that term before, or they're not really familiar with the more kind of personal development terminology of a limiting belief, how would you, how would you explain that to someone that had never like heard that, or this was their first time really exploring the fact that there's something holding them back, but they're not sure what it is. 
right, so I'm going to pull in some of my psychology stuff in here as well. So um, children up to the age of five, um, their brains are changing daily. That's why when you teach young children things, they learn so quickly is because their brain is creating these new synapses. Things are going on. Well, when they're creating those new synapses, they're very malleable. They hear everything. They see everything. So whatever's going on around them, they create beliefs around that. And children up to the age of five have created about 50% of their beliefs. And by the age of 18 have created 85 to 90% of their beliefs. So by time we are adults and told we can have our own beliefs, we can make up our own mind, we can be adults now, we've actually been programmed. And those programs can be good programs or they can be bad programs. So an example is I still do hypnotherapy myself and I did a session with a colleague not long ago around something about losing happiness. There was just something going on. I was sabotaging my happiness and it turned out that at the age of two and three years old, I created this belief that happiness was always going to be taken away from me, that I could have it, but it was only short lived. And that went back to a scene and it's as a, you look at it now as an adult, you think, Oh my God, that's crazy. Like, how did I create that belief? But I was a horse fan. Like I've been around horses my whole life. Horses have been my passion. It was something I shared with my dad and my grandfather. And I remember being up on my horse. We went back because with um, hypnosis, you've regressed back to these scenes. And I was on this horse and my dad and my grandpa were riding around and my mom came out and said, get her off. Like she's going to get hurt. Something's going to happen. So they pulled me off and she pulled me away from happiness. And then another scene where similar something happened, I was doing something I really enjoyed and my brother took that happiness away. So at two and three years of age, because of these simple little things that we don't think about, I created this belief that happiness wasn't available to me, that it was always taken away. And same thing with money beliefs. I talk to people all the time who, you know, they hear their parents say money doesn't grow on trees. You know, money caused a divorce in their family. Money, um, you know, they had it and they lost it. And so they create these beliefs around money where I can't have it or I can't have love. Like divorce. I work with so many women who have divorced parents and then they sabotage their future happiness because they've created this belief in their childhood mind that they don't understand. They just know that, well, I keep sabotaging relationships. I keep attracting these jerks, these assholes. Why do I keep attracting these wrong men? And it's because your mind created this belief that fighting is love or that people mistreating me is love. So that's what you create in your life because as much as you believe that's not love, your mind doesn't believe that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love it. And it's interesting that there's all these ways that it manifests. So you don't know it's because of that thing. It just shows up in other ways, right? It's really interesting. So now, and I know your fo- you said your focus is like helping people get over people pleasing. So what would you say, like, do you think, is there a commonality you see for people when they come to you of like things that happened when they were younger that create that tendency to want to be a people pleaser or is it just different for everyone? Um, I think there is quite a commonality and it's among trying to make a parent happy. So you weren't good enough as a child, like maybe you had an older sibling or another sibling who was maybe sick all the time, or they were like really successful. So you were always having to try and prove yourself, or maybe your parents weren't in a great mental state. Like with my mom, I love her to death. She's an amazing woman, but she had no self-confidence. Like all I ever heard was, oh, well, I hope your dad likes this. I hope this, like she was always that low self-esteem, low self-worth. So she passed that on to me. 
And all I wanted to do was make her happy. So I was just like, I just, if I make mom happy, things will be better. You know, I had a brother who had violent tendencies and he would beat the living crap out of me. And I thought to myself, well, if I was just a better kid, he wouldn't want to beat me up. Mm-hmm. Like it was just those beliefs as a childhood that you're not enough. And that's the number one belief. And it's amazing. Um, my mentor, I work with Marissa Pierre. That's who I did my hypnosis training. And she has this amazing therapy called RTT that I learned. It's a different modality of um, hypnotherapy. And through her 20, 30 years of hypnosis and as being a psychologist, she said 90% of the issues people come to stem from a root issue of I'm not enough at some point in their life that started when they were young and kept going and going. Um, People like Amy Winehouse, that was Marissa Peer worked with her and that was her biggest thing. She had fame, she had fortune, all the things that she thought were going to bring her happiness and they didn't because inside she didn't think she was enough. Marilyn um, Monroe was another one. She was an icon. Everybody loved her, but she never thought she deserved it. She didn't think she was enough and she kept striving and striving until it took over her her mind and she just couldn't do it anymore and she took her own life and that's the problem is most people have that issue and for people pleasers it really takes over their life some people can manage and they can push through and they get by with anger or success but as people pleasers we think we have to do more be more have more and to the point where you know it's something happens that takes away from us like our health or um unhappiness and even sometimes suicide or depression or things like that take over and we just can't handle it anymore Mm -hmm. so yes absolutely that's so interesting i've never really thought of it before is that like that that's at the core um oh my gosh i could i would want to (laughs) like we spent a whole hour digging into this. this is so interesting um so i would love to know like going back to yourself and how you got to like doing this and your passion for helping other people like what is an obstacle that you've had to overcome that makes you better at you know helping others um for me it was that enough feeling like i am enough i literally everything I did in my life was to try and prove to people that I was enough. I just wanted people to love me my entire life. I got straight A's in school. I was a star athlete, but it never inside of me felt enough. And I even got married to try and please everyone else, even though I wasn't happy in my relationship. And it was all to try and prove myself. And when I finally worked through those issues of not being enough and actually could love myself, like really love myself and not have to look for that outside validation. It was like this light bulb switched on on me. It was like my life changed overnight. It was this instant happiness and joy that was always with me. And it wasn't conditional of, well, if I do this or I do that, then maybe it was, I'd wake up in the morning and go, I am deserving. I can do what I want. Happiness is within my own reach and it's available to me however and whenever I want. And that feeling was just amazing to have that power. And I think as women, we give away our power too much. And when we take it back, it's this beautiful and enlightening thing. And we can take on the world. And literally when women have power, they can do anything they set their mind to. And women, as women with that power, we do amazing things. We change lives, we change the world, and we change ourselves. And it's just so magical. I love that. I love it. You're so right. You do. And when you, 
when you really look after yourself, it, it does allow you to create that ripple of impact, like forward to your kids, your family, your spouse, your parents, because when you look after your own stuff and you show up like the way you know you can without being hindered by that stuff or when you're a kid, right? Like when you're really little, it really makes a difference. Like in your overall sense of well-being, like I speak from experience, like to be able to just go through life and not feel like you're in a constant state of like battle or war in your brain, right? With yourself, like it, it, it's so, so beneficial. So I would love to just like one last quick question. Um, and then I'm going to open it up for you for a second, but what do you, what would you say? Like, is there a common kind of, um, state of being or wellness you see with your clients after they go through like some sessions of hypnotherapy or do people experience it differently? Do you think? Um, um, one end to the other, like the after, what is that like for people? I think it's a very common theme. It's this, like a weight being lifted off of you. Mm -hmm. And I felt that myself. And it's like these women feel this burden is gone, like these expectations and they've got this years of weight, however long they've been on this earth, it's this expectation piling up and piling up and piling up. And even within the first session, it's like, oh my God, like, wow, I, I didn't know I could feel this light. And it's about realization. It's like anything, when we realize what's been holding us back, we realize what's been happening in our life and we can look at it and go, oh, wow. I didn't realize that affected me so much. I didn't realize that's that little thing did that to me. And that's one reason I love hypnotherapy is because it's so quick and it's so transformational. You don't have to do years of hypnosis to get change. Like I did years of counseling and got very little change. It was like, I was talking about the same thing over and over and over again with no real difference. And then after one hypnosis session, I was almost like this different person. I still had to learn how to integrate that into my life. That's why I do coaching and hypnotherapy because I had these new beliefs, these new feelings, these new thoughts, but then I'm like, but how do I act on these? How do I make this happen in my life? How do I deal with people that don't like the new me or because the thing is people pleasers is we attract people into our life who like us being a people pleaser. So when we start standing up for ourselves and being this more powerful woman, they don't know how to handle us. They don't like us being that strong, confident woman because they can't control us and manage us. And so it's all about that shift. It's about making habit changes. It's about empowering and embracing that new woman and figuring out how do I make her be? but that belief is still there. So you can't, you can't push her back. Cause once you have that belief and you see what's available, you don't want to go back, but then it's like, okay, what do I do now to make it happen? Mm -hmm. Love that. That's so true. I love that so much. And I love that you're talking about like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Integrating it back in because when you start to change, it can be hard for the people around you. So I love that you're then giving people other tools to help them deal with with the after hypno. <laughs> That's amazing. So I want to open it up to you. If for the people watching this episode, if you were to say, if you took one thing away from this or one to three things, because <laughs> some people drop me a system, um, what would that thing be? What would that be perspective or thought shift you would like them to have after watching this? Yeah. So the biggest thing is people pleasing is not an okay thing. It doesn't it's not okay. It's not harmless. It really is harmful. It's harmful to you because you're putting everyone else first. It affects your health. It affects your mental health and it affects your happiness, money. It affects everything. 
but more than that, you are a role model for your other generations. You're a role model to your daughters. And what kind of role model are you setting for them if you are that people pleaser, if you're always putting everyone first, if you're the martyr, if you're not being that strong role model, because these issues are generational. I got this from my mom who got it from her mom. And I decided that I wasn't going to allow this to continue on in my family genetics, that this was going to stop with me. So even if you think now, oh, well, this isn't harming anybody, it really is. And it needs to stop with you. And you need to be that role model for your daughter or your niece or whoever it is in your life so that you can empower women in your life. You can create a strong, confident woman who's not going to bend over backwards for a guy or for other people at the sake of her own. So don't just think about yourself. Think about every other woman in your life that you're going to impact when you make these changes. Love it. Love it. As a mom of, a, of an eight-year-old girl, I absolutely love it. And you're right. Break those, break those patterns of intergenerational trauma. So important. Love it. I have loved every second of this conversation, Jen. We, I could sit here and chat with you for hours, <laughs> but maybe not everyone wants to listen to us chat for hours. So for anyone that's watching now, we'll drop in the show notes, all the information, but what would be the best way for someone if they wanted to just jump on and contact you right now? Sure. Um, Facebook's probably the place you can find me the best, but on all social media, you can find me at live your remarkable life. Beautiful. And I think you mentioned too, that you have your own podcast as well. I do. And as to the same name under live your remarkable life. So it's a, it's a mixture of interviews with women who have overcome some pretty dark times to create happiness and a little bit of wisdom from myself. Beautiful. Love it. So guys, you can go check that out. We'll drop all of Jen's information in the show notes. So Jen, thank you so much for being my guest on this episode of the Holistic Earth Podcast. It has been my absolute pleasure to have this conversation with you. Um, And for everyone watching, check out the next episode. Jen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. (laughs) Me too. Okay. We'll catch you next time. Bye.